0: Hello, this is episode 25 of FPL Academica Vertex podcast. I'm your host Shiva and as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts Aditya and Chris. So to timestamp it, we are recording a day before double game week 26 midweek fixtures Uh, we are yet to know the complete results of uh, Salah triple captain versus the wild carders so we still have uh, 24 hours to for that result to be out but in this episode we'll talk about state of double game week 26 so far then how do we navigate game week 27 whether we use free hit or not then we'll look at some of the players to target on both free hit as well as on the free transfers then we'll look a little bit into game week 28 and how the game week 27 transfers would uh, impact the game week 28 setup and then uh, three of us have come up with a combined free hit team uh, which we think might be the way to go if you are free hitting in game week 27 and then we will finish up with some of the questions from the twitter so that's the agenda and uh, uh, we'll start with how the double game week 26 is going so far for us so Aditya, why don't you start and let us know what was your what were your moves in game week twenty six and where where you are and how is it going?
1: Well, at the moment I'm on fifty five points, and when we were talking in the last episode, I was um, under the impression of using my free hit, my first free hit chip for game week twenty six, and just about to when I was looking at what and whom to get in my squad and the structures. Mm, I think the Premier League announced the fixtures for 28, and um, immediately I was like, okay, so we need to wait for a bit and see whether free hit is worthwhile to be used now, or how do you navigate the next few weeks. So in my opinion, in my case, it was I used my second wild card so that I can move to 28 and 29 and uh, build up to build up a team for 30, so this has been going on on Twitter f- over the last few days, so I think I don't want to repeat it here and there, so I used my wild card. I made a lot of moves, and I ended up on 55 points, there's still about 10 players left to play over the next few games, and uh, we are not on triple captain Salah, me and Shiva, because we are wild carded. so I think that's pretty much, we're kind of scared, but I mean, he has to provide us some returns, so we need <laughs> returns also, but not at a damaging extent, I think that's what I would like to word. Good luck to us and
0: definitely, at least I don't want him to return at all if <laughs> that may makes uh, people angry, I don't know. But Chris, definitely, uh, I I know you have uh, Triple Captain Salah, so you definitely are looking forward to it. How, how's your game going so far?
2: Um, yeah, I do have Triple Captain Salah and uh, I've got to say I'm looking forward to the Leeds game, especially after uh, Spurs winning against City. which. Uh, you know, it puts more importance with Liverpool gain those three points. And yeah, I'm having a, a pretty good game week so far with 66 points, uh, including my minus eight. Uh, my transfers have been good, although the Bruno Hall hat, I knew it was going to come, but I, I just needed to make the move to Salah. and uh, I really hope he, he, pay, he pays off. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that Kane finally got something, because, my God, I was really disappointed when I got Kane uh, two game weeks ago. But, I think uh, his performance was just amazing. And the news that he's going to be fit uh, to play against Burnley uh, are really encouraging for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I won't say he's fit to play Burnley, but what Conte said, basically he's going to play Burnley. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether he's yeah, fit yeah. or not.
2: Never, nevertheless, <laughs> if he's fit or not. So, he, so he's fit yeah. for Conte, fit enough to play for that team. Yep. So I think, I think that's so encouraging six... in the long term too. So 6-6
0: six to six is yeah. pretty... pretty uh, Pretty good return. So are you on a green arrow? Uh,
2: I am, yes. Not a big one. Because 50k green arrow, yeah, it is is. It isn't green arrow, uh, I have to say. But uh, I think I'll be more happy if I get in the top 100k this game week. And I I think that's possible if, if Salah gets one or maybe two returns. Maybe that's optimistic, but yeah.
0: I hope it doesn't happen so (laughs) for me uh, I also same as Aditya also went with wild card it looked like the right move to make for next several game weeks after the fixtures uh, dropped on Friday so on my wild card uh, I went with 3 Arsenal 3 Liverpool and 3 Wolves as the most of the people did and I am on 61 points right now with 10 players to play Uh, obviously I uh salah uh 10 pointer uh took me so using the live fpl.net i saw that like every point that salah scored uh over this uh, weekend 10 pointers so overall for his 10 pointer I lost about five thousand places so if he again drops 10 12 pointer then obviously the my current small green arrow is going to turn red but i'm hoping that my 10 players those are yet to play in double game week they'll make up for it so yeah definitely looking forward for salah to blank but looking at how Leeds defended i definitely don't see it happening if i have to put my money for salah blanking versus him scoring a hat trick i'd definitely <laughs> choose him uh, maybe hitting a hat trick but i really hope it, it doesn't happen so yeah that's about a game week uh, 26 for all of us it looks like it's in uh, quite nicely poised state in terms of uh, how Salah does versus how rest of the double game Vickers uh, do. Wolves and Arsenal losing uh, clean sheets were not that much good for wildcarders per se, but they still have one game to go and if uh, odds are going to be believed then nil-nil is the most uh, predicted outcome <laughs> for that game to happen. So let's see how that turns out. Now switching to our attention to game week 27, uh, obviously it's a blank game week, although in terms of fixture only three teams are blanking uh, which are Liverpool, Arsenal uh, and Chelsea. But those three teams or at least two teams being quite highly owned, many people are thinking about using their free hit. and for talking for me and aditya who used wildcard the strategy for using wildcard in 26 was always to be using free hit in 27 so that the man city and united fixtures can be uh, taken into consideration and setting up a team for the doubles coming up for 28 29 and then blank for 30. so uh aditya uh, you must be on free hit 27 but if you can confirm that still your go-to uh strategy and if you are going to free hit in 27, are you uh, going to triple upon City or what are you? What are your thoughts about uh, team structure going into gaming 27?
1: Yes, uh, at the moment I am on free hit. I think pretty much I am going to end up using my free hit unlike last time when things turned dramatically. But uh, in terms of my structure, I think pretty much... Uh, most of us will definitely triple up on Man City. Maybe one of their defenders, either Canseo or Laporte or whoever, you have enough funds to get in. And you will either go with Mahrez Sterling, Mahrez Ford, and, Ford and Behring, whether he's going to play or not after, whatever news we got a few days back. So I think most of us will definitely get Fernandez. We'll go with double Spurs. So I think the kind of the, what you can say, template, team has been floating on Twitter over the last few days and people are making few variations here and there based on the amount of funds they have based on their squad value and their structure whatever they want to do so it's going to be mostly triple city if you don't want you can go double united midfield with Sancho and Fernandez and go with a single man city midfielder and a defender so again it's how much money you have in terms of a squad and how you can play around with that is how it's going to help you structure up a team Yeah,
0: and and at the end of the episode, as I mentioned, we have come up with a team which we uh, have thought through and think might be the um, best free-hit team on paper at least, so we'll definitely disclose that at the end of this part. So, uh, what are your plans, Chris? Are are you also free-hitting in Game Week 27 or do you have any different plans? Uh,
2: Yes, this is also my plan. Even though I haven't worked hard in Game Week 26, uh, uh, it was mostly, you know, um, uh, just didn't have uh, the assets I would like to have in this game. And I think the the surrounding double game weeks that have dropped uh, made it a bit, uh, you know, unsuitable for me to get them in for one game week. So I think it was uh, one way to get to free hit, uh, you know, with all these annou- announcements. And I, I'm really happy to pull the trigger in a week where I think there's, there's some really nice fixtures where you can really, really load up on some big teams and I think there's, you know, there's nice upside and, you know, the Burnley double makes it even better because I wouldn't want to have more than one Burnley player in my team normally. Uh, now I can have three for one week, uh, one game week and that's that's it. So I think I think I, there's a lot to like about this week and uh, I, I'm not really worrying about uh, the next blanks. I just think they will be more easily navigable. And I'm, I'm happy to ride the season out without another free hit.
0: So uh, it's interesting that you uh, said that uh, you're okay to, to go on this season without one more free hit because uh, I think there was a um, argument going on or the discussion going on over the Twitter community whether to use free hit or whether it's right to use the free hit if you have uh, more than eight or nine players in your current team. So uh, looking at my team, I have three Arsenal and three Liverpool players right now so and one of the arsenal is a goalkeeper so i can actually bench four of them and maybe use a transfer or maybe take one hit to get 11 playing so usually i wouldn't think about using free hit or i wouldn't think uh, it would be optimal use of free hit chip if you are playing a free hit in this kind of a game week but if you really look some of the aspects of it i, I have decided that i will be uh, pulling a trigger although I don't I don't have yet I haven't uh, pulled a trigger yet but I just have used one free transfer to get Sonin because he was due to uh, price rise but the reason why this free hit feels uh, the right decision despite uh, most of the people having eight or nine more than nine players playing is because uh, predominantly two things Uh, one is that uh, man's People who have wildcarded most probably they have sold the likes of Cancelo, and they don't have any other city assets. And Man City, uh, coming off of that uh, uh, huge defect at home uh, versus Spurs, I think they are going to be up for this game. And uh, the game against Everton uh, can really go. You you know can really see a big score. We have seen how uh, Pep's team come back strongly after defeat. defeat. And the way. Uh, everton defended in in last couple of games i really don't see they can uh, hold out for you know uh, man city without scoring uh, more than uh, two or three goals so i definitely see that is an upside potential uh, week for this particular uh, game week so that is one point to obviously have to make use of the fixtures and chasing upside for city and united assets but one more thing as a as a macro level thinking especially for people having two free hits uh, and they have used wildcard in 26 they are set up well for covering uh, game week 30 which is going to be the biggest blank. there is not going to be any game week which is going to have uh, more blank fixtures than that so then why you re- you are really keeping your free hit for i know there are two double big game week coming up in game week 20, 33, and 36 maybe or 37 but you can definitely uh, navigate them based on the planning and obviously you have one more free hit left to navigate around that so this really looks like a game where you can actually make use of uh, your free hit and i also posted this on on the twitter that why this game week feels uh, better to use free hit even though we have playing players so that's what my thoughts are in but, but in general what Uh, your guys thought on this uh, to the argument that if you have a playing players like we have so for example Aston Villa is playing Brighton away West Ham are playing Wolves and we have players from Wolves and Aston Villa on our wildcard what made you pull the trigger uh, Aditya and not sticking with the team what you have
1: well that's a really good question to be honest but the temptation of having triple city and having double United maybe, or one player from United looking at their fixtures is what is probably tempting people at this point. And the and the chance of filling up and making a team of a stronger starting 11 wherein you can focus on funds on 11 good players who you think who will return with maybe one or two for uh, say potential differentials. So that is what is uh, making people to trigger. And use one free hit now and save one for later, which is, I think, totally fine. And also, if you look at uh, Brighton, they lost 3 nil to Burnley, right? So even if you don't use your free hit now, I think Villa also lost one nil to Watford. So that is a game we'll see how things are going to turn out there. So there has to be some sort of a reaction from both of these sides. So I think there are also group of people group of managers who have wildcarded in 26 and just have one free hit so they've made their team in such a way that they use few transfers to navigate 27 and uh, pick players now who have a good run of games in 28 and 29 and 30 and save that one free hit to use in 33 so that's what i've seen but i've not seen a lot of managers who just have one free hit and who want to use it in 27. So that is what I want. But to but, put but in we mind. have
0: one of our own, in Chris. So yes, that's, yeah, <laughs> Chris, yes. al- Chris already said <laughs> that uh, he is uh, planning to use a free hit. And and th- uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it depends on your team, right? Like what you, what your team structure yes, is, yes, and so. where you want to maximize uh, the f- fixture. Just one more point. Uh, uh, I just thought about it. Um, when you have Salah and Trent in your team, and generally, like none of us are going to sell them when they are playing they eat more than 20 percent of your budget right so this is the week where you know they both of them are not playing and you can actually use those funds to target other premiums and the other fact about game week 33 and 37 which are going to be doubles is that those or those blanks are going to stay in that same game week because the the fixtures are going to be played in the following midweek. So due to that, uh, there are not going to be those many blanks later on. So I think that that also uh, makes uh, an additional good point to free hit in this week. So I I think we are now all uh, set on why we are free hitting uh, in this week. So let's talk about uh, some of the uh, game week 27 fixtures who we are using for free hit. So, Man City and Everton, we almost have covered, like, uh, we uh, we feel that that is a fixture, definitely, that can be targeted. But if you think in terms of players, there is a little bit of risk involved in um, getting any City attacker or defender this week, maybe apart from KDB, Cancelo, and um, uh, maybe Diaz and Laporte, uh, that after coming off of Defeat, Pape has a tendency to, you know, uh, not rest, not bench, but maybe punish some of the players. Do you think anything happening like that? And if if not, then what are your three top picks from the city? Let's say if there is no budget constraint and your team structure is okay, then what would which three city players you would go with, uh, with your free hit? Or even if you are not
1: going for free hit, what are the top three city players you would like to target? Aditya. Well, in terms of nailness, I would probably say João Cancio, KDB, and Bernardo Silva. Just I feel these are the three players who probably will play. KDB is someone Pep. I don't see him benching. I think Cancio has played well this season, and uh, he is kind of uh, adapted to that style of play. In terms of playing as a false fullback and playing in the midfield a bit, which is something which Pep has done this season. And Bernardo Silva is someone who he relies and he trusts. So, I don't see. I This could get backfired badly, so I don't know. So, this is what in terms of neilness. But in terms of who you want to attack, I would again say maybe Cancio is someone who we got rid of on our wild cards. So, that would be one. But in terms of Diaz and Laporte, we are kind of scared, right? I mean... Spurs managed to score three against them and uh, yeah I mean Pep doesn't like to concede goals but that is something he kind of doesn't directly imply but he must have got pissed saying the way they have let in goals so we could probably see someone getting punished there but I really don't know there's a toss of coin at this point so we go with Cancio and KDB yeah. or Mahrez or Sterling so that is what you can maximize your free hit at this point right going for the expensive assets but He can pull out the rug on you and uh, there could be few managers getting affected on Friday after the deadline or on Saturday when these games are being played and you feel like, crap, he benched him so and so. So, I mean, (laughs) I can literally sense something happening, but we, we can't do anything, right? We can just prepare for the best and pick the players who we think will play. So, I mean, other than that, it's very difficult to answer this.
0: So, so uh, because you said uh, Cancelo's name in both the criteria, obviously he is arguably the best uh, city's option to own. So this this is coming from maybe in terms of what I am building my free hit team. So uh, if you are going to get one city defender and you if you downgrade Cancelo to Laporte, you are able to upgrade maybe four into Sterling. How do you think if you already have another defender from City to go without Cancelo because as you might also have uh, realized that we all uh, took off, uh, took out Cancelo on our wildcard but now his price is 7.1 and it's not easy to fit him in uh, by also fitting him uh, the you know uh, double spurs Fernandez and uh, Sterlings and all the other big hitters, so do you think there is a case for going without Cancelo if you are covering it up by having one of Laporte or Diaz?
1: I mean uh, not really I would say in terms of offensive aspects because you are relying more of Laporte and Diaz to get you some contributions through set plays or corners or free kicks or something like that. Whereas in terms of Cancelo you know that he's going to be kind of involved in the attack in the final third. So that is something that you're paying the extra 1.3, 1.4 million for. But um, if I throw it around another way, saying if you can't fit in maybe Sterling or KDB and you just have Maris, I mean we all know the other option could be Foden. You can go Foden, Maris, and Jao and say, oh, but we don't know about Foden. Right after the defeat, we uh, we heard something. Right there was some fight and all, and he went to some club and all. I'm not really sure. So. We'll have to see uh, what is the update on that and what does Pep really address about this issue. But other than that, I mean, you can go with a single-man City defender midfielder and dare I say a double Man United midfielders like Fernandes and Sancho. I mean, we play Watford at home. This is something which we can cover up in the next few segments. And it's a game that we have to win to keep our momentum going on. We all know Watford are a team that parks their bus under Hawkson over the last few games. But Sancho has turned out to be someone who's playing in a much more creative manner. And this has been very well witnessed over the last few games under Nick. So why not go Fernandez and Sancho and go just with Mares and Cancio? I mean, you can do a lot of things, right? You're just free-hitting, right? This is a week wherein you can focus on your funds on your entire 11 without Salah and Trent and just go all out and just do something great, right? Yeah, and
0: that's why I think the point of... Uh even if you don't double up on city attackers the there is a good argument to go with a double city defense you know to uh, because i don't think everton look like scoring against man city and if the six point is the base for all the city defenders then it probably a good idea to go with two defenders and one attacker and one attacker when i say it it appears that Mahrez is the top choice for uh, all of us because obviously the penalties and And he has been involved in a lot of City uh, goals recently. One thing I just wanted to mention about KDB, uh, it's really interesting and weird. Uh, Just like a couple of weeks back, KDB was the best Man City asset to own and I think uh, you and me, uh, Aditya bought KDB and even captained him in one of the fixtures and he looked Uh, really good in that particular uh, game and then suddenly there were two blanks for KDB Uh, even they scored five goals he was not involved that much so people are not really considering him i know the one of the reason uh, for that is his price is the costliest man city midfielder so probably people are thinking sterling is you know um, more wa- offers more value but i really think that is a recency bias in the champions league game against sporting i think uh, sterling um, got a huge haul and i think also in the premier league game and that's why i think people are neglecting kdb but you know if if the budget was not a constraint and i'm still thinking about it to fit kdb in somehow because i don't see him in a in many teams and kdb as a differential ha, has a lot of potential to you know give you a huge green arrow so yeah it's really weird that nobody is considering kdb and he has the potential so uh, chris uh, who are your top three uh, man city assets to go with
2: yeah, so of course uh, as any sensible free hitter we're gonna triple up on Man City because I think it's uh, the fixture is, first of all, I think it's much better than it seems on paper because uh, Everton nowadays I think they're doing the trip top three sides to target and that's a fact. I think their defending is atrocious and as a team they're, they're, they have really stepped down uh, you know, from what they were a couple of years back. So yeah, uh, first of all, can't tell. You know, I haven't owned him for the for the vast majority of the season, but uh, you know, it is a time to uh, you know own him, feel a bit safe. You know, he's not gonna hunt me. Uh, so yeah, I think he's the loved one, even though he's seven point one. That might be an issue, but yeah, I think I'm gonna try to not uh, sacrifice him. Because I believe he can he can do as well as any player in, in that squad, and I think against Tottenham he could have had uh, at least one return. So I, th- I think his attacking attacking potential is always something to be you know aware of. But then uh, midfielders was a uh, quite tough uh, you know tough to pick. But I saw uh, yesterday a nice graph from above average FPL podcast. Uh, to them. And uh, you know with the Man City midfielders and. Uh, some of the defenders, and what caught my eye was the numbers of both Mars and Sterling. I think uh, Mars has like 33% goal involvement, and Sterling is 36 in comparison to De Bruyne is 27 and Foden's 17. And that's, that 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 alone just you know just shows how much more uh, these two guys. I think they always. A bit more in the end of uh, chances they're more to the end product so I think uh I think both are the picks that I, I want to go on an explosive free hit and I think both are uh, at least 90% uh, guaranteed starters so yeah I, I just don't think uh, KDB is uh, affordable enough to be a good differential because I just I just can't put him above those two in terms of explosiveness as of now. So yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. And if the catch is a bit of an issue, then Foden also becomes a nice pick, uh, given that he hopefully plays despite uh, you know that fuss about what happened uh, some days ago. But yeah, I think uh, for me it's clear. And if I had to pick the order, it's Sterling, Mares, uh Foden and De Bruyne. Uh, all
0: things considered. Okay, so that's good. I mean, even for me, uh, I think Sterling, Mahrez, and uh, one of Cancelo and Laporte uh, will be the way I'll be going on my free hit. So, obviously, those those three look like the three best options uh, for City. So, uh, moving uh, ahead with other Gameway 27 fixtures. So, United play Watford, and Leeds play Spurs. So, those are the two fixtures that seems to be targetable and especially because uh, Leeds and Spurs form so Spurs played really good against City especially in, in a final third and Leeds have a knack of considering goals uh, you know uh, left and right so that game can be can turn out to be another high scoring game so uh, would you advise going uh, double Son and Kane or do you have any preference uh, in one of the two uh, Aditya?
1: I mean, if you're free-hitting, I think you'll, you'll definitely be going so on and gain. Otherwise, I don't seem to find you will find any other options ahead in the forward line, especially if you're going to free-hit now. So, I think double spurs come on, this is the only week you can try it out unless you're on a wild card and you have both of them. So, I think it makes sense going that way. Even though uh, Leeds are a good team who lost to United, somehow they managed to make a comeback in around 58 or seconds or so. But uh,
0: two, two goals in 24 seconds. Unbelievable. 24. Only United can do it.
1: <laughs> so, I think so. I mean, this is the week you have to target um, and get in Spurs' assets and hope they manage to continue their momentum. We, we'll, we'll see, I mean, how well they play against Burnley since we are speaking before that. So, that should probably give us a better indicator of whom to pick and what to do. So, going with Son and Kane is always the sensible move if you're on a very hit.
0: So, because we are also we also want to uh, target uh, some listeners who might not be on free hit. So, uh, Chris, if you are in a situation that you are going to manage this game with twenty seven by using free uh, free transfers or maybe you using uh, taking a hit, and you can only afford to get one of the Son and Kane, who would you go for? Especially now that uh, Conte has come saying come up saying Kane will play, but not sure that he's hundred percent fit.
2: Yeah. Um... I've already owned Kane in my team, but um, it's not an easy pick because, you know, I think Son just always finds a way to get a point, you know, I think that's the thing with Son, he always is involved somehow, whereas Kane, I think he's just a bit unlucky sometimes and the situations he gets in are not as clear-cut as you'd think, you know, He, he might have a big chance. But it's not as a straightforward big chance as it, you know, because if you, you've seen his two goals in, at the weekend, they were both, you know, good positions, but really, really hard to score these goals. And we all know Harry Kane is a finisher, but sometimes it might not go uh, according to plan. So Kane always needs, I think he's, the positions that he, he's finding himself in, that he needs to finish it really well. Most of the time, I don't think he gets those easy easy goals that Son gets sometimes, and I think that's the only thing I would consider. And of course, I do believe that Son is better value, so uh, I, I do think Son might be the better pick at the moment. Uh, but if Kane keeps this up, uh, and if uh, in if his numbers actually uh, translate to points, uh, he could he could really reach a crazy level. Uh, So, yeah, it's a 50-50 call for me, but I think I'm leaning towards some.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a good point here because if the two goals that you uh, see again uh, from Kane uh, at the weekend, both of those goals, he was the one who started the move dropping off to the midfield. So, all those things, dropping off to the midfield, turning back, putting that pass to the runners and going back in the box to head it or you know uh, finish it it requires lot of things to go your way plus a defenders not tracking you uh you know correctly so yeah i think i see what what you mean there uh of those two goals that can uh, score over the weekend so yeah i mean if you only want to go uh, one of the sun and kane then probably sun might be the also option that uh, you can afford maybe better uh out of kane so uh United is another fixture that most of us are targeting in in this week and I personally do not think this will be a high scoring game because of two reasons. One is uh, Watford Park the bus as you said Aditya and we have had problems in the past or this season uh, to break down such teams. And also the fact that we travel to Spain this midweek and we have a, a very tough Atletico Madrid game uh, on Wednesday. So uh, I- I'm really not sure that we would be up physically for this game, although this is a must win game for us. But I, I see this uh, as a very uh, low scoring game week, even, you know, like 1-0 or at max 2-0. So at the moment, I'm only considering going uh, Fernandez uh from united i might have to go with you know one of Shaw or Dallo if i i end up not going city double at the back or you know i there are some fund issues to manage in the squad but fernandez is the only player that i'm going to go because there is a chance that ronaldo might miss out of some portion of this game and fernandez might be on penalties but there's also a good good case to having Sancho in your team. So, what are your thoughts on uh, United assets, Aditya? You mentioned something about double United
1: midfield. Is it something that you are uh, sold on? Again, United fan bias might hit me up here. That's why I said uh, double United midfield with Sancho Fernandez. If I can't uh, find a way to get in the desirable assets from Man City so in terms of united assets i think fernandes is someone i think who will play ronaldo not sure he could get rotated or benched against watford but i think cavani is out against atletico he's not fit so it really depends if cavani uh recovers in time for the game against watford if not do we see somebody else playing yes we could see a front line of sancho ilanga and rashford to give ronaldo a rest or we could say lingard play so there could be rotations and i think I'm pretty sure against Watford, Ronaldo is not going to play or he's going to have reduced minutes. So that just puts me off in terms of Ronaldo. So that's why getting in Fernandez is the best move or Sancho would be better. Uh, Alternative, if not double, but in terms of uh, United defenders, I'm not really convinced that uh, we need to get one. Although, yes, Watford will defend on majority of of the game. But we have been sloppy and um, I mean, if you're on a free hit, yes, you can try and get a, in a United defender like somebody like Luke Shaw or low. But uh, you might go with double Man City defenders. You might go with any other player and maybe a Burnley defender with a Man City defender. So we'll have to see, right, how you manage to fit in your squad structure. I think that we'll discuss uh, later now. So I think those were my picks in short.
0: Yeah so so maybe Chris might be able to give us unbiased opinion on it so what what do you make of this fixture Chris and uh, someone who has been seeing United as a, a rivals for top top 4 or maybe you will think that you're already there so what what do you I make of yeah. this fixture and do you do you think uh, that uh, it, it's wise to go with double or it's better to stay away because of the long trip in the to the Madrid
2: yeah okay um it's an interesting um topic here because this game could go either way I, I could even see United losing this game or or cruising past watford uh, i think it, it wow well, that, that's so too much, much unbiased
1: that so much chris LCA that is perspective this is that's <laughs> way we have come we are like the traffic police here no this is something you're talking is crap here at this point <laughs>
0: uh, oh, the...
1: <laughs> i mean don't, I, don't be I, that I confident
2: i could see it happening honestly uh I don't know I, know. I don't know how the Atletico game will go, but uh, I, I'm, you know, thinking that this game will be intense, and I think players will give. You have to, you know, give so much in, in terms of, you know, uh, physical, uh, the physical aspect of the game. I think uh, Watford. We've seen that they prioritise in defence, and to my surprise, we got a clean sheet against Aston Villa, which I I definitely didn't expect. And I think that shows that they, they're trying to make a more compact squad, maybe a squad that's not as targetable. But then again, it's Watford. I mean, even if they do stick back to defend, they can't defend as well. So uh, I think if United manage to score the first goal relatively early, I think I think it's gonna be easier to, you know, for two or three more goals to be to you know to happen. I'd obviously want to cover that game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go without a United uh, attacker because I think that would be insane. Even if there's a slight possibility you might lose again, uh, I think you're gonna score a goal uh, or two, nevertheless. So I think I want to have at least one, but I, I think two is a bit of a stretch. Uh, I don't know.
0: I... Yeah, and quick, quick note. Quick to note that. Uh... Watford have been looking a little bit better in counter attack uh, since Smell Sar has come back from the AFCON and is being oh, uh, yeah. fit. So, uh, so yeah. that is also a factor to be considered. And Dennis also looked good over the weekend. So, yeah, I mean, obviously on paper, United should win this game. And uh, as FPL managers, we should target these fixtures. But for some reason, I, I am thinking that this fixture is not as nailed you know as it should be on paper just because of uh, the way United have been playing and their midweek uh, game. So, yeah, the last and uh, but not definitely the least team that we uh, are going to target in Game Week 27 is Burnley. So, they are the only team who have double Game Week and they are uh, on quite a bit of form. I think they have kept three clean sheets in last five games and they won 3-0 at Brighton. So, I heard some comment from one of the fans that the best performance... um, at the Brighton Stadium this year uh, was the Burnley uh, away performance last week. So that that was some some statement from um, Brighton fans. So uh, I, I think Burnley are looking like you know they are all up for avoiding relegation, and their two fixtures are Crystal Palace away and Leicester home. So obviously uh, Leicester have been struggling to keep clean sheets. They they are letting uh, goals for fun. Crystal Palace also they have been better at home, but this is definitely a fixtures that you. Can't rule out a Burnley player, so uh, I am definitely going with three Burnley. And as the template is suggesting, probably Pope, me, and Vegost are the three Burnley players that most of uh, you are going with. So, uh, most of us are going with, but uh, I want to know about uh, two players Uh, what do you guys think of them as Corne? So, Corne was someone that people were uh, so a bit about, but after recent some of his recent performance performance and maybe some injury niggles people are not really um a bit about him so any of you uh, have any uh, plans to go corne or any other player than the three i mentioned in the free hit uh, i'll start with chris
2: yeah i just can't see myself uh putting too much think into this like you know i think brand Player players is, is the most straightforward decision for me uh and i think it's pope most likely me because i think there's a nice opportunity for a, a a good old header goal with those two fixtures palace and leicester uh, i think it i think it's gonna happen one of model two games. so I'm, I'm leaning towards me but roberts has also crossed my mind if budget is really really tight i might need to go there and you know it's just where of course i think the quality he has is it's a bit of, of you know, it's different to the average Watford, uh, sorry, Burnley player, and I think he's gonna be a nice pick. So I, I don't really think I would like to waste the midfield spot on Cornet. So yeah, uh, and again, maybe the budget becomes an issue again. So Cornet might be, but unless that that's taken into account, I, I can't see myself thinking too much, you know, or like going to for some like McNeil or something. I just, I just think that's overthinking at this
1: point.
0: Yeah, that that's fair. So, uh, Aditya, your three picks on Burnley, and are you going with three?
1: Yes, again, we are free hitting. We have to make the maximum use of the chip and justify why we are using it. So we need to attack the probably the only team that has a double game week sort of in 27. So I think Pope is someone everybody is going to go and get, and Vegas again. So two picks are gone. That's everybody is going to get these two players. The third one it depends. If you want to play a five midfield, then you might go corne and without a Burnley defender. But I think just going with me is fine. But uh, I would go with Roberts probably. I got Connor Roberts in game week 25. I benched him against Liverpool in 26. I wildcarded. I transferred him out. So <laughs> I what mean, a
2: transfer!
1: What a transfer! Right. So
0: so so by that sequence of events, you have to get him back for
1: 27. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's meant to be I Since I was on under the assumption that 26, I'm going to uh, free hit So in 27, since Burnley double I want a Burnley defender So that was my thinking of getting him in 25 And then this fixtures for 28 and 29 Popping out of nowhere And just kind of made me Derail from my original plan And adapt to based on the situation What was thrown in front of us So I think I moved slightly away from the question But I think it's Pope, Roberts and Vagost for me it can be any other Burnley defender Whoever you prefer, maybe me. Me would be the ideal option, someone who's going to play. I mean, some people are worried that Lawton will take up his place or play an odd game. I don't think so. I think Sean, as I said even last time, doesn't like to rotate a lot. So I think Roberts will play.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, I... When this fixture was announced, I was always thinking of doubling up on Tarkovsky and me just because they are playing Crystal Palace and Leicester who are two of the worst uh, teams defending the set pieces this season. So, I really wanted to uh, get both their central defenders uh, so that uh, I I see that at least one goal is scored from the corner in this this next two fixtures for Burnley. So, I didn't want to end up on getting the wrong one. So, I had initially planned to get both but I think Tarkovsky has got COVID, so he may or may not be back in time for uh, this game. I think he may be, but still, again, as you said, um, Sean Dice doesn't really rotate, and he usually keeps the team that is winning, and he uh, kind of rewards the players who are playing well. So, Collins played really well uh, against Brighton, and it was probably their best performance of of the season. So, you you, you never know. Like Tarkovsky has some things going on for his move away from uh burnley so it might happen that tarkovsky uh is fit but he uh is on bench so you never know so that's why i'm, I'm moving away from that plan and so i've gone to the pope me and vego's uh plan again but but having said that um i might think about giving captaincy to pope which uh may not many people are uh, thinking about so we will talk about uh, about that uh on, a uh, Little later. So the other teams other fixtures when I see obviously Southampton versus North Norwich is some fixture on paper Looks like it's it's good fixture to uh, bet against. I am going to have Broja in my team, but uh, honestly Norwich are going to be uh, Up for this game more than Southampton. That's what I believe. I know Southampton have been in really really good form, but I think they they are far uh, far from the relegation battle, right? So Obviously, they would play this fixture to win. But I think Norwich are going to be a little bit uh, uh, more up for this game than Southampton. And this game, I can see really going uh, either way. So, I'm not like... uh that much a bit about Southampton assets but I am going to have Bro Broja for his price tag. But apart from that, Brentford against Newcastle, Brighton against Aston Villa, West Ham against Wolves, I see all those fixtures, you know, like quite uh, toughly fought fixtures, maybe one all or 2-1 on the either side or one nil on the other side and I don't think like there are any punts to have in those fixtures. Do you think, what do you guys uh,
1: think about the rest of the fixtures and
0: any, any other or punt in any of the other
1: fixtures aditya i mean we are going to focus mostly on triple man city maybe double united triple burnley so that itself fills up eight eight spots out of your 11 of your starting 11 right so the remaining three you might go with double southampton or, or or yeah double spurs right i forgot so in that case you might really miss out on the other fixtures and then um we may never know right <coughs> game week 27 once it's done you you might have the highest scorer from one of these fixtures, which we completely let go of. So, this is a pretty much a tough spot that we have to pick and choose. So, um, I mean, in terms of Southampton, right, I mean, people will definitely get Armando Broha, Broja, however you pronounce him. And maybe a defender, if you want, maybe Leveramento or Bednarek would be the two options possibly you'll look at. But other than that, I mean, Norwich managed to score against Liverpool and in some instances at Anfield, they did kind of trouble Liverpool's defence. I mean, Puky had one shot which went a bit. He just skewed it sideways. So, they could potentially trouble Southampton. They could score against Southampton. So, again, I mean, clean sheets are very difficult for us to predict. So, targeting offensive players on a free hit is always a much better option. And, I mean, if you look at the other fixtures that we are kind of ignoring, right, is uh, basically... Um, Newcastle Brentford, Brentford versus Newcastle, Brighton versus Villa, and West Ham Wolves. I think West Ham Wolves is a tough game. It won't be that easy. Maybe one all, one nil, or something like that. Is what I'm assuming. Brentford Newcastle. I think Newcastle have been in good form over the last few games. They have they have stopped conceding a lot of goals. A number of goals conceded also is reduced per game over the last few games. And uh, Eddie Howe is starting to do a good job. And I think it was Willock, right, who scored against West Ham. So, he he could be a punt if you want to really get him. I think he's 5.7 or something. Odd. So, if he keeps his place, I mean Bruno Gumeris could also take him. But I don't think that will happen. So, I mean, there are a lot of other options you want to look at. But since you're going to focus on City, United, Spurs, Southampton, <coughs> Burnley... I mean, you're not going to have enough spots to fill in the other players, right, from these sides. I mean, even there's Coutinho, Ramsey and all, right. So I think we're kind of skipping these players and hoping that they save these points in the return in 28 and 29.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. These are the players we, we essentially have and we are free-hitting against them. So uh, in ideal world, they, they should all blank. But that's not how it works works. So, um, so what about uh, Rafinha? Because uh, I th- so. Obviously, we have Rafinha, so there is, you know, that uh, kind of psychological thing, okay, you already have this player in your regular team, why to get on a free hit, but uh, Leeds uh, and Spurs, I I see that Spurs, I don't think Spurs will be able to keep Leeds out, although Spurs might win that game, I see Leeds scoring in that game, so Rafinha is also someone, you know, that, that can be a good option. Uh, on a free hit, but again, looking at all the midfield options we have, uh, we we may not have place for the likes of Coutinho and Leeds uh, with the how fixtures are are lined up. So uh, apart from apart from free hit, uh, I think there are quite a few people who are in a boat where they are going to wild card in 28, and game week 27 is uh, for them. We just like take uh, maybe hit or two and get some players who are only good for game week 27, and when you target something like that it's it's quite fun also because you can take, get some players which may not necessarily be good long-term players so some players like Shea Adams or, or Pukki so I, I was looking Shea Adams is little bit going uh, under the radar because Broja is uh, someone people are targeting but he has also been showing good form and his numbers are looking quite good uh, plus as I said Norwich uh, will be up for this game and pokey on penalties against Southampton, I mean, you could uh, easily see him score in that game. So I think Shae Adams and Pokey are, are some players if you want to uh, have some off, uh, off-field choices, uh, you can you can go with them. Uh, a- anyone in particular out of these other fixtures, Chris, that you think might be a punt or might be a free transfer worth?
2: I need to say, I mean, this is a bit of a weird situation, but I'd say if not a free hit. And you haven't wildcarded already. I think Jimenez is not a bad option because uh, he plays West Ham really, really leaky. As of late, I've seen some games that they've been a bit all over the place defensively. And he's got the nice double later. He doesn't blank in game week 30. So if you're trying to navigate these weeks, uh, yeah, I think he, he's a nice option to have. Uh, of course, it's not the best of fixtures, but I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah, we. I think you said the Southampton fixture, of course. I think some punt can be taken there in the form of Januzi or maybe Armstrong. You know, I think uh, they could do well. Uh, uh, and yeah, I just thought, I can't see myself really exploring the other fixtures. The Newcastle fixture it was interesting for me, but Sam Maximin got injured, and I think that's that's a bit of a bummer. In, uh, you know, uh, to be honest, so I think I don't think Newcastle pose great attacking threat without him. So yeah, and past assets because I've seen some mentioning them. I just don't think it's the upside move because we all, you, most of us, is, are going to have double Burnley defense. So you, you'd really want to, you know, uh, clean shit in that game for your Burnley, and uh, I, I wouldn't want to against that clean shit. So yeah, I think uh i'm gonna stick to the sort of template that exists right now i'm not really gonna look into those fixtures
0: okay fair play so i, I think we have covered most of the sub stuff with respect to game week 27 so um, what we are going uh, left with is a free hit team that we have come up uh, uh, as a combined free hit team for us and and the captaincy options so we will go go to that but before that we'll just want to cover um, two questions so one question is more related to game week twenty eight setup. So uh, uh, I think we can answer it quickly, but maybe we'll talk about it in more detail in our next episode as well. So this question is from FPL hates. Uh, so he, uh, he's asking that game week twenty eight wildcard or free hit which chelsea or leicester players that you would target obviously at this point it's really hard to say but you know on top of mind if you are setting up for some reason for any Leicester asset i would think madison looks looks pretty good tillemans also if you want to target he can also be good option but defenders i would definitely not target what i would look for is the news that i i read somewhere vardy is going to be back in 10 days so he might be a a decent punt if he uh, gets you know before one of the uh, two games in game week uh, 28 or even game week 30 blank if you're targeting that long he he might be a uh, good punt but apart from that uh, no defenders and for Chelsea even Lukaku is a good option uh, on paper. I don't think he's he's working that well with Chelsea. So, Rüdiger is the only option that I can say right now is, is a good long-term option from Chelsea. All the midfielders, uh, depending on whether Mount is going to be fit or not, it will all change. And maybe we'll be able to answer this question in in better terms uh, before our next podcast. So, I think uh, that's all for uh, that Question in this episode. The last question that we'd answer here is uh, from uh, Lima FPL, if I'm pronouncing that right. So, his question is How do you see uh, the Man City assets comparing themselves in this uh, game week uh, from De Bruyne versus Sterling versus Mahrez versus Ford? So, I have a stat to answer this question so I think um, Chris also mentioned this in the same similar stat in maybe different metric but expected goal involvement for all these four is KDB is the lowest surprisingly is 0.6 this is the expected goal involvement per 90 over the last eight games KDB has the lowest which is 0.6 then 14.7 and Sterling and Mahrez are the two best assets in terms of their expected goal in the involvements per 90 being 1.1 for sterling and one for mares so obviously by stats and also you can see how they play the games i think sterling and mares are clearly the two best options so do you guys have any other insights i think we have discussed long enough on these ones out of those four which which ones what
1: is your preference of uh, choices aditya I think we did answer it right at the start but since I'll write to reiterate I mean Sterling Mahrez as we have I think come to a very much conclusion that these two would be the best pick but it depends on your defensive option from City whether you're going Jao Kanseo or you're getting Laporte like if you have enough funds to get these three then or one of these I mean, these three out of these four is where you will have to pick and choose so I think it's Sterling and Mahrez and kanseo okay any any different uh Opinion, Chris?
2: Uh, I think uh, I think I also said before uh, my ranking, and i might I'm gonna repeat it. It's uh, Sterling Morris for following KDP, and I don't think it changes the US.
0: Okay, so before we uh, end the podcast with our free hit uh, combined team, what we have come up with, uh, who you guys are thinking about captaining? I mean, as as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm really thinking about going with Pope. So. Uh, you know, the way I i always play this game, obviously, if there is a double game week, I would try to go with a double game week captain. And Burnley are showing decent enough form to go with their players. So, even if Man City have a, a good fixtures and their players can uh, also haul, I think there is a lit always little bit doubt on Man City attackers, Mare, Sterling, Foden who will play, who will not. And you don't want to, you know, take that risk for your captain. So, uh I am really thinking about Pope, my captain see, right now is on Pope with uh, Vagost as the vice captain. The reason behind that is, uh, if you really see, la- as I said, like they have kept a clean sheet in 3 out of last 5 games. If they even keep one clean sheet in that game, I think you are looking at maybe 13 or 14 pointers from Pope because when he keeps a clean sheet, more often than not, he gets 8 or 9 pointers. and even in worst case even if burnley don't keep clean sheet in both of these games i i can i can see pope getting six points easily or maybe five five is probably his uh, you know floor in these games and the ceiling is obviously, as we saw in the last double game, week he scored 19 points when they kept uh, two clean sheets. So that is really making me go uh, Pope for now. Again, I don't know close to the deadline if Vagost is, is fit, but I think he has some fitness issues here and there. But if I feel otherwise, I'll change it to Vagost. But for now, it's on Pope. So uh, what, what's your captain for this week, uh, Chris? To
2: be honest, the Pope pick, as kind of boring as it sounds, and I think I just never like to to wait for the clean shit because it can always be uh, you know it can always just be ruined in seconds. But I do like the Pope again. The the point that you raise that if he keeps a clean sheet, he's he's really likely to get like eight or nine points. So I will consider him because uh in a double game you always like to captain someone with a double. But I do think there's potential for someone uh, from the other single fixtures to go wild. And my money would be on Son or Kane, uh, Kane given he's not that fit, maybe no. But I think Son is one of my top options. And I just don't think it's worth it to captain the city mids because do they start? Uh, what's going to happen? I think the city returns are harder to predict. So I think owning them will be enough at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's my take on it. I think I'm I'm going to captain either a Burnley asset, workhorse or Pope, or
1: a Tottenham asset.
0: Sounds good. So, how about you, Aditya? Are you biased enough to go Fernandez?
1: (laughs) I could, but, uh, I mean, uh, if Burnley have a double game week, right, we'll be inclined mostly to captain someone who plays, right, twice. So, Pope, again, is totally relied on clean sheets. If they do keep, then it's a dub if you get those returns. If not, then that's the worry. So, I don't like to take that risk with captaining a goalkeeper at this point. So, I mean, if if you do want to take it fair play, I mean, you can hope for the best. So, I mean, in terms of what I would rank, maybe Vagost, an offensive player who has two fixtures. I mean, let's pray he does something. Then I would say Hyunmin Son, then I'll say Fernandez, and then one of the City guys. So, these might be the order of captaincy for me. So, it depends as we get closer to the deadline on Friday, I think I might think for a bit and then put the armband on whoever i want to at that point
0: yeah i just uh because i said that I'm, i was not i'm not sure i'll keep up with the pope choice i i just realized that uh Wood going out of Burnley also makes their penalty spot kick duties available. So I think that Vagost uh, will be on it, right? I mean, he, he looks like he'll be taking the penalties and he has awful records by the way in penalties. If, if you don't know, he has I think taken about 25 odd penalties in, in his career and he has missed like nine of them. So. It's not a good record, but I think he'll be the one who will be step- stepping up to take the penalties, right? So, I think, yeah, I might even um, end up going Vegos, you never know. Okay, so I think we are all uh, done with uh, the Game Week 27 and other talk. And now we'll uh, finish it off with our combined Game Week 27 free hit team. So, goalkeeper to start with, I think there, is, there was uh, no argument here, no dilemma. Pope is the one that we all will be going with. At the back it will be one of the Cancelo and Laporte. Uh, so the reason for Laporte being in there because there are in each position there are some options what we have given and the reason for that is the team value for each individual is different and if you are not going to afford Cancelo and if you want to go Laporte then that can you know he can cover some of the Cancelo's points even if he Cancelo Hall. So that's why we have covered two players in position depending on the budget. So uh, Cancelo or Laporte, then Shaw or one of the Saints defenders. Again, Shaw is 5 million. If you don't have 5 million, if you are like half a million uh, short, you can go with Livramento or uh, maybe another Saints defender like uh, Walker Peters at 4.8. Then one of me or Roberts. Again, in that case, me is 4.8, Roberts is 4.5 if you are tight on budget. So basically, uh, one City defender, one of United and Saints defender, and then me or Roberts. Then in the midfield, Bruno, Son and Mares are quite straightforward picks. Uh, Sterling is the fourth pick. Uh, but again, if the budget is tight and if you don't want to make uh, compromises in defense, then you can uh, go with Foden instead of Sterling to you know, get all the high-priced defenders that you want. And front three are, I think, unanimous choice for the in entire FPL community being Vagost, Kane and, and Broja so that that's how our free hit team looks like it's again it's quite template but the word template is means differently because free hit itself is a differential so you don't need to have a free hit team and that team to be differential again so i think this team will uh, do very well and i really hope so uh, at least three of us are we, we are on free hit so we will we'll hope that uh, this is the team comes close to uh good number of points so okay so i think we are uh, at the end of the episode again as i said we are recording it before the second uh, or midweek um before the double game week fixture so two of us are hoping salah to stay quiet one of us is hoping salah to go berserk we don't know what will happen we'll find out in a little bit more than 24 hours and yeah if you if you like our podcast if you want to support then we would appreciate if you can leave the review or on the spotify or or apple podcast wherever you get your podcast on and um, thanks for listening we'll be back for game week 28 bye